0: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is good all the time. I want to appreciate God for making it possible again for us to meet today. May his name alone be praised. May his name alone be glorified forever. Thank you, Father Lord. Oh, we lift up our voice to appreciate you. We magnify you because there is no like you. Thank you, of this. Oh, thank you, Prince of Peace. We worship you, Lord we adore you father we give you all the praise we say thank you we say thank you thank you abba father in jesus name we are giving thanks amen i welcome you all to this meeting today and i pray for you that understanding is your portion wisdom is your portion knowledge is your portion In the name of Jesus. You will see the goodness of this meeting. In the name of Jesus. God will move on your behalf. As this message is going on. In the name of Jesus. As many of you that are confused. Not knowing what to do. Concerning the issue of life. The Lord will give you understanding. Allah will give you direction. For as many of you that are frustrated, you receive light for direction now in the name of Jesus. For those of you that are having challenges in your business, your business is receiving direction now in the name of Jesus. As many of you that are sick in your body, I pray for restoration. Sickness, leave that body now. I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Healing is your portion. Restoration. By the name of Jesus Christ. By the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We can never stop to do this. That is, to give praise, glory, honor, and adoration. to your holy name. Thank you, Father. Now again, we are set to hear your word. We pray and ask... That you will help us to be not just hearers alone, but doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Once again, I want to encourage every one of you. To make sure you share these links with friends, with loved ones. And ensure that in one way or the other you are promoting the work of God on earth. Just make sure you are sharing this podcast in the various social media that you are in. And we believe God to touch the heart of the people through. The word that is being shared from this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now we have been discussing on the subject of love for some time now. We are going to continue today looking at another aspect. This should be the third epixel. The third teaching on this subject of love. And we are going to continue... As the Lord help us. Hallelujah. Today we are going to be looking at the topic I titled The Love of God. We're going to be looking at the love of God. I told you before now that there are many sides to the love of God. You can only speak. To the extent to which God has revealed Himself to you, no man can claim to know all about God. We speak in parts, just like the Apostle Paul makes us to understand in First Corinthians chapter 13. So we are speaking in parts, as a part that has been revealed to us is what we are sharing today. And we believe that when the Lord God Almighty shall appear again, we will have the full knowledge of everything more than what we already are already aware of today. Hallelujah. Now I have here with me on my notes, I believe you are here with your Bible. We're looking at some scriptures. Be looking at some scriptures. Our standard Bible for our teaching is the New King James version then i can also read from other translations like the living um the tlb the living bible cannot also be reading from nlt uh, niv and the rest of them so that we can have a proper understanding of this uh, teaching praise god but our main standard bible for all our teaching is going to be the new king James Bible. praise the lord now like what i have here on my notes i said first in the consideration of the subject of love the very first person to consider in the subject of love is that love comes from god that is God is the first to be considered as the subject of love. He who is love, that is, God is love, and from whom all love is derived. Praise the Lord. I go through that again, I say first in the consideration of the subject of love comes the love of God. He who is love, that is God is love. And that is, why we, that is what we are looking at today. And from whom all love is derived. The love of God is that part of his nature. Indeed, his soul nature is full of love, and his very nature is love. For God is love. For God is love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 told us. Praise the Lord. Which leads him to express himself in terms of endearment toward his creatures or toward his creation. So God expresses himself to be our love. And this love is shed abroad to the whole of God's creation. And actively to manifest that interest and affection in acts of loving care and self sacrifice on behalf of the object of his love. Remember John 3 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. The love of God was manifested. How? Through his death on the cross for the sin. Of the whole human race god was loving us there and he showed us care Sacrifice himself for us we being one of the objects of his love we are one of the objects of god's love one of the objects of god's love god not merely loves what is love it is the very nature and he the Lord God imparts this nature to be the sphere in which his children dwell praise God again God not merely loves that is God did not just uh, love us alone, but he creates an atmosphere whereby we can dwell in his love. His children can dwell in his love, those who believe in him through Christ Jesus. Christianity is... Hallelujah. Christianity is the only religion that sets forth the supreme being as love. Christianity. In heathen religion are those who do not believe in God. The Gentile religion. He, is the set, he set forth as an angry being And in constant need of appeasing. So they see God as one who is always angry. And you always have to make sacrifice to please him. But to we, or to us who are believers in Christ, don't see God that way. We don't see God that way. So we express the Lord God to be a loving God. And I will prove that to you from the various scriptures today. Hallelujah. Our God is love and is the subject that we are studying in this season. God is love himself and is the subject of our study. Now what is the object of God's love? What is the object of God's love? What do I mean by the object of God's love? The object of God's love is the one whose the love of God flow towards or the one who has benefited from the love of God or has shared from the love of God. So we are going to be looking at the object of God's love the object of god's love is first and foremost his own son jesus christ matthew chapter 3 verse 17 he said this is my beloved Son, in whom i am well pleased hallelujah let's open to that scripture matthew chapter 3 Verse 17. Praise God. We are reading from the New King James uh, Version of the Bible. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. John chapter 15. John chapter 17, verse 5. Also, have something to tell us to that effect. John chapter 17, verse 5. We are looking at God's love, that is our focus today. John chapter 17, verse 5, I read, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which i had with you before the world was now let's look at verse 24 father i desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where i am that they may behold my glory which you have given me for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. The Son shares the love of the Father in a unique sense. Like I told you before, the Father declared Jesus Christ to be the one whom He loved. Now, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 1, take note. The Lord also speaking concerning Jesus Christ said, My choosing in whom my soul delights. Talking about Jesus. My choosing in whom my soul delights. There exists an eternal affection between the Son and the Father. The Son is the original, an eternal object of the Father's love. Praise God. I think John chapter 17 verse 24 portrayed that to us. If God's love is eternal, it must have an eternal object. Hence, Christ is an eternal being. So, the first person to consider being an object of God's love, that have experienced God's love, shared in God's love, is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. God loves the believer in his son with his special love. that makes us the second object of God's love. Those who are united by faith and love to Jesus Christ are in a different sense from those who are not thus united. Now the Father also loved us and extended this same love that he had for his son for us. How? He sent forth his son to die for us. That we also being a partaker of that glory and also of his love. Still in that same chapter, look at verse 23. John chapter 17, verse 23. In them, you know, he was praying for his disciple, In them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me. And have loved them as you have loved me. Praise the Lord. So the same love with which the Father loved the Son. The same he also loved us. That I believe in the Son. Praise the Lord. Now, the way God loved us is completely different from the way He loved the world. He loves us generally. That was the reason why He sent forth His Son to die for the world. But there is a way He also loves us, especially those of us who are believe in Him. I'm not uh, trying to contradict myself or to prove to you that God so specially loves those who believe in him through the song. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now to take us further in this discussion of God's love We are going to be looking at the manifestations of God's love. The manifestations of God's love. God's love is manifested by providing for the physical, mental, moral and spiritual needs of his people. Again, God's love is manifested by providing for the physical, mental, moral, and spiritual needs of his people. So God is concerned about us, concerned about our well-being, physical well-being, our mental well-being, our moral well-being, our spiritual well-being. He manifested his love in that direction toward us by making sure he provides for us in every area. Now let's look at Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah chapter 48. Verse 14. Now open your Bible with me to Isaiah 48, verse 1. Sorry, verse 14. Now I read All of you assemble yourselves and hear who among them has declared these things The Lord loves him He shall do his pleasure on Babylon And his hand shall be against the Chaldeans Now to have a proper understanding of um, this particular verse. Let us look at uh, NLT. Let's read this with NLT. Yes. Have any of have any of your idols ever told you this? Come, all of you, and listen. The Lord has chosen Cyrus as His ally. he will use him to put an end to the empire of Babylon, destroying the Babylonian armies. Now, this was the love of God shown to his people while they were still under captivity, while they were under torment, under King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, the children of Israel raised different idols for themselves. Worship different idols and the rest of it. Why? Because the one who ruled over them made them worship his idol. But the love of God was still much more alive on behalf of his people. And he promised them deliverance. Why they were still in why they were still in their in captivity? The Lord proved to them that he still loved them, that he's going to deliver them from their torment. That's the love of God that was still at work there. Now let's look at verse twenty-one. And they did not test when he led them through the deserts. Talking about God's uh, provision. He caused the water to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock. And the waters gushed, and the water gushed out. As the love of God when he led the children of Israel through the wilderness he catered for them while they were in their land of captivity he catered for them why? because he loved them so he manifested his love towards them in every area and that same love, that same care is still at work to this very day God is not an angry God God does not hate you listen to me god is not your enemy god is concerned about your well-being it's concerned about your physical your mental your spiritual your moral well-being He's concerned about it we believers don't see god the way the hidden see god our god is loving and is caring is so much concerned about you and is not willing that you should perish but that you should come to the knowledge of truth of the truth that is the reason why i have to give jesus christ praise the lord now look at Isaiah chapter 62 verse 9 to 12. Isaiah chapter 62 from verse 9 to 12 but those who have gathered it Shall eat it and praise the Lord. Those who have brought it together shall drink it in my holy courts. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, take out the stones, lift up a banner for the peoples. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world. Say to the daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. Verse 12. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemer of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. Now let's look at that. Um, Let's look at that verse 12 using NLT. They will be called the holy people and the people redeemed by the law, and Jerusalem will be known. Praise the Lord. As the as the desirable place and the city no longer forsaken. Now let's look at um, amplify. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemer of the law. And you shall be called sought after. Just like the way King James said, a city not forsaken. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at NIV. They shall be called the people, the holy people, the redeemer of the Lord, and you will be called sought after. I like that one. Sought after. The city no longer deserted praise the Lord this is the love of God at work in the life of those who believe in him I look at Isaiah 63 chapter 63 verse 12 Isaiah 63 verse 12 praise the Lord I believe the Lord is blessing you through his message praise the lord now let's take it from verse 11. then he remembered the days of old moses and his people saying where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock where is he who puts his holy spirit within them who led them by the right hand of moses with his glorious arm dividing the water before them To make for himself an everlasting name. Praise the Lord. In these scriptures, God is seen manifesting his power on behalf of his people in the time of their wilderness journey and their captivity. Now, take note of this. The chastisement of God's people the chastisement of God's people is the proof of divine love for them. The chastisement of God's people is the proof of God's love for them. Take note of this. Spirit and light are expressions of of god and sexual nature but love is the expression of his personality corresponding to his nature again spirit and light are expressions of his essential nature love is the expression of his personal of his personality corresponding to his nature So the Spirit of God is love. The presence of God is love. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord chastises children, it is done out of divine love. Not that He hates them, but that they should walk in the right path that He has designed for them. For whom the Lord loves... He chaste Him and scourged every son whom He received. And that takes us to Hebrews chapter 12. "When the Lord chastises us, it is to help us walk in the right path that He has choose for us. Hebrews chapter 12. Have something to say to that effect. Let's look at verse 6 to 12, verse six to eleven. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse six to eleven. For whom the Lord loves he chastens. The word there to chasten means to rebuke, to correct, and scourges every son whom he receives as anyone that comes to him accept him as his lord and savior as his father if you endure chastening god deals with you as with sons for what son is there whom a father does not chase him but if you are without chastening without correction just like the way we have it today, believers don't want to be corrected anymore for any wrong act that they have perpetrated. But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are an illeg- illeg- illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have we have had human Fathers who corrected us praise God praise the Lord verse um, 12 yeah, verse 9 furthermore we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect shall we not much more readily be sub being subjection to the father of spirits and leave for they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them but he as God, for our prophet that we may be partakers of his holiness now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful nevertheless afterward it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness so that, you, so that you will be properly furnished for God's use to those who have been trained by it I would like to read this same chapter using um, TLEB, the Living Bible. I would like to read this using the Living Bible. So that we can have a a proper understanding of what that uh, scripture is saying. TLEB, I want to read it from that translation. Even if you don't have it, don't yourself all you need to do is pay attention Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 6 through 11 for when he punishes you it proves that he loves you when he whips you it proves you are really his child 7 let God train you For he is doing what any loving father does for his children. Whoever head of a son, whoever head of a son, who was never corrected, whoever, sorry, whoever head of a son, who was never corrected. If God doesn't punish you when you need it, as other fathers punish their sons, then it means that you aren't really God's sons or son at all. That you don't really belong in His family. Since we have respect, verse nine. Since we respect our fathers here on earth. Though they punish us, should we not all the more cheerfully submit to God's training so that we can begin really to live? Hallelujah. Verse 10 Our heavenly fathers trained us for a few brief years, doing the best for us that they knew how. But God's correction is always right and for our best good, that we may share his holiness. Hallelujah. Being punished, verse 11, being punished isn't enjoyable Why it is happening. It hurts. But afterwards, afterwards, we can see the results. A quiet growth in grace. And character. Hey, thank you, O Lord. Praise God. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? May the Lord help us. Now, the love of God was also at work, manifested. In our redemption it was manifested now I would like to read the scripture to you now I've said so much about the salvation of God true love salvation of God but I would also like to speak more on it again today look at what the Apostle Paul said Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me as another uh, instance that God manifested his love towards us and in so many many other different ways praise the Lord now we are going to be looking at the love of man. Now that we have the knowledge of God's love, man also has his own kind of love. Let's look at it. Now I have here with me sources of God's love. Where does the love of man come from? Whatever love there is in man, whether It be toward God or toward his fellow man, has its sources in God. Has its sources in God. True love, the true art of love displayed by man, comes from God. And you know, any man that is really walking in the true love. will be we we, will show kindness will be patient will tolerate and show mercy will be joyful will refuse to delight in doing evil or committing iniquity So, the love that man has for his fellow man comes from God, not the negative love. The negative love does not come from the Lord, that originally comes from the selfish art or the devices that comes from the hearts of men. The positive love being displayed by man has its origin from the Lord. First John 4.7 First John 4.19 Remember I told you before we even knew what love is God loved us first. He laid a foundation for us on how we should walk in love. But contrary to that today we have left the laid down rules on how love should believe for our own lay down rule of how love should believe. Or how love should not believe. Praise God. Now, mass love is not without its objects. Just like the way we have objects of God's love. We also have objects of man's Love. Now, what's the object of mass love? God must be the first and supreme object of mass love. Remember, Jesus Christ said to his disciple Anyone who does not hate anyone. Who does not love me above every other thing that he or she possesses does not know me at all. Anyone who does not hate his life because of me does not love me. Praise God. Now I will point out some few scriptures to you. God must be the first and supreme object of man's love. He must be loved with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength. Hallelujah. See, you can see the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 37, Mark, chapter 12, verse 29 to 34. Now, man must love his fellow man. That's the second object of man's love. Man must love his fellow man also. Love for the brother, love for the brotherhood, is a, a natural sequence. Is a natural consequence of the love of the fatherhood. What does that mean? You are to love. Your neighbor, with the same love which our Lord God, our heavenly Father, have loved you, you are to love with the same love which your earthly father loves you. First John three ten. Hallelujah. Then we also have Romans chapter 12 verse 9 and 20. Romans chapter 12 verse 9 and 20. As we get prepared to close this session now discussing about the love of man we have been able to project God as being the first object of man's love and man's love for his fellow man Romans chapter 12, verse 9 and 20. Let's look at what we have there. Let love be without hypocrisy. Have all what is evil, cling to what is good. NLT. Don't just pretend that you love others; really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of the good. Verse twenty. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink for in doing for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head message Bible our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry go buy that person lunch hallelujah or if he is tasty Get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Praise God. Um, NIV. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap bonnie coals on his head. So we are commanded to show forth love in every aspect of our dealing with our fellow man, with love, an attitude of love. To our fellow believers, love should be real. And it should be done without hypocrisy. Praise the Lord. So having said all this, we now have a proper understanding of what God's love is. The objects of God's love, the manifestation of God's love. And we also look at the love of man, the objects of man's love. So till I come your way again next time, the Lord bless and keep you. And do ensure to share our links with friends, loved ones, and also share it across the various social media platforms that you are in. And we believe God to be able to speak to the people across the various parts of the world so that they too can also partake of this grace that we are enjoying today. Praise the Lord. God bless you.